where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And you are wanted and you are valued here. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut, Colorado, the United States, or Europe, or anywhere in the world. So here's what was just going through my head as I was running through the hallways of church. First, the voice of my mother. <laughs> I know. Where's my stuff? Right where you put it. And then I was thinking about, you know, how beautiful that I could just turn to Robert and say, Robert, please play something. It's sort of like that glass of water when you're on a job interview. You know, when you're asked a really hard question and you're like, oh, let me just take a sip of water while I think about an answer to this question. But, you know, music is so much more. And we're gonna spend some time talking about music this morning. And so it's really appropriate that you had that moment uh, where music could be spontaneous and perhaps even it helped you to settle a little bit more and to be present in the space. And for those who I know care deeply, I did find what I was looking for. So relax, we're good, we're good. When it comes to music, it's been scientifically proven that music has a powerful effect on the brain. It can help in many ways, including pain reduction, stress relief, memory, and even the healing of brain injuries where new pathways can be created. Listening to music can reduce anxiety, it can reduce blood pressure and pain, as well as improve sleep quality, mood, mental alertness, and memory. And I'm thinking, like, why aren't we just always listening to music? But there are a lot of different kinds of music, aren't there? Like in these longer days, uh, waking up to the bird songs, um, the sound of cicadas or peepers. In the evening, listening to the sound of owls or other things in the garden. <laughs> I've been told that if you're in the middle of a cornfield, you can really sometimes hear the corn grow and stretch the stalks growing to the sky. There's a powerful link between music and emotion. Memories associated with music are emotional memories. And there's evidence that the imprint of music endures even when other functions of the brain do not, like short-term memory or memory in general. When did your relationship with music begin? What shifts have you noticed during different seasons or times of your life? There's a song that always comes back to me, and it was a couple weeks ago when they were playing Pomp and Circumstance at Longmont High School. Gosh, the flood of memories. I'm sure you have a song like that, or maybe many. I had a friend in Connecticut, his name is Milton, and he's still a friend, but we of course don't see each other very much. And he loved music. And following the death of his mother, he was grieving deeply. 
And instead of asking him, how are you, which was a really hard question for him, I learned that the first time I asked, I shifted the question to, Milton, what's your song today? And that became how he defined his days in those early weeks and months of grief. I learned a lot about him when he sent me the links to his songs and a lot about the grief process for him. And I think that whenever we're revealing about our grief processes, we don't just speak for ourselves. We speak for many. Now, I've never met a church community that didn't love music. I mean, really love music. Now, it's not always the same kind of music, which can be a little tricky, but there are strong feelings around music and which instruments are played. And one of the fun pieces of working with Michael, who's, who works in our office, is working on the bulletin cover. And when I say working on the bulletin cover, I mean me giving him one word and him working on the bulletin cover. So I give him, you know, one or two, sometimes three or four words, and just let him go. And so today I said, you know, today we're going to talk about the connection of hymns, really, and scripture. And so in about an hour, he came back with some some images, and you, you see one of them on your cover right now. He came back with two, and I'm like, we need to use both of these. We'll do this one this week, the other one next week. But here's what he wrote in his email. He said, you know, here's how I was thinking about this. Since instruments are how music is delivered, and scripture is the way the message is delivered, I thought I'd go bare bones on the music. So you just see the, that part of the guitar, which I used to know the name of, that just has the strings, right? Yeah. I mean, we use so many words, and I know I've already used a whole bunch, but it's easy to say too much, isn't it? And words are not all we have. When words fail, music speaks. That's a quote attributed to many people. So when I was looking at what Michael provided, instruments are how music is delivered, scripture is the way the message is delivered, I said message delivered in music, even better. Because when it comes to music, the brain is engaged in many ways. Different parts of the brain light up. It's like an all-body workout for the brain. And what I've noticed is that when the brain is engaged with music, defenses or barriers seem to be diminished. Have you noticed that? There's something about it that diminishes what typically protects or separates. Khalil Gibran says, music is the language of the spirit. It opens the secret of life, bringing peace, abolishing strife. There are treasures in most hymnals, and the New Century Hymnal is one of those hymnals that does have the treasure. Amelia alluded to some of this last week when she talked about different prayers and different um, worship tools. 
even litanies. But in the hymnal, I don't know if you know this or not, but there's a scriptural index. So if you have a favorite scripture, you can see if it's in here and which hymn or hymns it connects to. It's a really cool thing. The other way to do it is to look up a hymn and then at one place in the margin up at the top, there's a scripture reference. So there's two ways to come at this. Either with scripture as your starting point or your hymn as a starting point, but not all the hymns have that reference. So that opens it up to some creative thinking. We're gonna start this morning with one that is clearly uh, connected, scripture and hymn. And we're gonna begin by reading Psalm 8 together, and then we're gonna sing the song that was inspired by that first song in the book of Psalms. So let's read, in fact, let's, let's stand. And even if you're at home, I invite you to stand because this is a song and changing our posture can be helpful. And remember to stay connected to your feet as we read. Oh God, how majestic is your name throughout the earth. You made your glory higher than heaven. When I look up at your skies, at what your fingers made, the moon and the stars that you set firmly in place, what are human beings that you think about them? What are human beings that you pay attention to them? You've made them only slightly less than divine, crowning them with glory and grandeur. You've let them rule over your handiwork, putting everything under their feet, all sheep and all cattle, the wild animals too, the birds in the sky, the fish in the ocean, everything that travels the pathways of the sea. O oh God, how majestic is your name throughout the earth. 